everybody, and welcome to episode one of the Leaf TV podcast. I'm your host, Leafy, Sid, whatever you know me by. Joined by my good friend, Nuge TV. Nuge, hello. Hello, I'm Nuge. Uh, you want to give a quick little intro, who you are, what you do here? Yeah, I'm an NHL content creator on Twitch. I do a little bit of YouTube, and I'm an EA game changer. So that's basically what I spend my time on. Seems good. So um, today we're just going to ask, going to go through, ask some questions, uh, talk about NHL basically. Um, pretty much just interested in what you have to say about the game and its current state, how you think uh, it could be improved. Um, you know, just general stuff like that, casual conversation. And interested to hear a lot about, you know, the ideas that you might have um, for, you know, creative stuff that maybe would improve the game. So. Just to get started, we talk about just general gameplay stuff. Um, you know, how you feel about NHL in its current state right now? Um, how do you feel, you know, daily when you gotta start up stream? So, NHL right now is in a weird spot where I feel like we've been doing a gameplay update for a while. Um, unfortunately, we haven't really gotten one. We have really good mechanics in the game that make playing full human games pretty entertaining and obviously there's always going to be issues but it's in a pretty good spot compared to previous years but playing with the ai currently in my opinion is one of the worst it's been on next gen or current gen i guess since we already have new consoles um it's like it, it's not good <laughs> it, it's tough to get on stream and be excited to play hot mm -hmm. and that's obviously a pretty bad uh struggle for me so the you're not a big versus guy, mostly hot, yes, uh, shell. Yeah. I know you hate versus. Um, mm -hmm. The game's balanced in versus though, which is how. So there's there's obviously a big difference between hot versus and ESHL three, you know, the three different ways to play online. Um, do you think that uh, there should be separate tuners and things like that to kind of help with the fact that there's, uh, you know, that discrepancy between the good human games with the bad AI games? I don't know, because I don't think... I don't think a, a tuner or change between the modes would really do anything, because it's AI behavior that doesn't change no matter what difficulty you're on. No ma like, you can watch people play Superstar AI in squad battles or whatever, and the AI behave the same way. And I don't think any sort of small tuner will change anything. I think it's all based on AI behavior. Of course, I'd like to be able to do like custom tuner type things where like you can test different things with your friends and then maybe you could find some like magical setting that could make the game play better with AI. Mm. But it like I just don't think it's possible that a tuner would really um, change anything with the AI in its so current state. What is it that's so bad about the AI that's really affecting the, the gameplay and, and HUT? They so this is from my understanding. I'm sure there are better players than me that have different understandings, but there's a lot of situations where the AI get very caught in focusing man on man. Mm -hmm. um, and what will happen is it's up to you as the player to determine which man your AI is covering. And it's really hard in certain situations to understand because it looks like they're covering the most dangerous player on the ice. They're standing right next to him. But really, they're looking at a guy that just got out of the like bench for a line change, and that's the guy they think they're supposed to cover. So then they'll run away from the guy that's wide open, but or that will be wide open back door. And it's so consistent that when I'm playing hut, there are certain situations where I'll be just standing on the boards, curling the puck. I know the guy's not coming to hit me, so I have all the time in the world. I won't look at anything other than the back door pass, and it will always open up if the guy's not human covering it. And there's no reason it should, because there's an AI standing right next to him, and there's no one dangerous that that guy should be going to cover. Right. So do you think that, like, obviously there's there's a big issue with making the AI better because people always complain about skill zoning and things like that. Like, what do you what's your take on that? Uh, it can work both ways, right? If you have AI that's horrific at certain things, the human will have to cover those things. And right now, the thing the AI is the worst at is covering the front of the net, which encourages people to skill zone. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you don't want the AI to be stripping people of the puck constantly, going for hits, doing all sorts of crazy things. But I do think having the AI be 
better the closer they are to their net makes a lot of sense to me um they should be really bad at forechecking that should be something you should have to do as a human but as they get closer to the net i think they should be a little bit better or at least more passive that way if you want to set up plays that are on the outside different cuts and more creative plays you can do it because the ai won't be jumping passing lanes constantly but if you want to force something through the middle you better hope someone drags someone out of position right so i'm one of the big complaints obviously with with the gameplay this year is the fact that there's really little gameplay variety and uh little scoring variety like every goal feels very repetitive feels like every goal is a cross crease essentially um so your big thing on that is that you think that if the ai was better at covering them then it wouldn't be a problem yeah because if they're better at covering that they should conversely be worse at covering things higher up in the zone and the high slot um and in different places on the ice because if they're taking that away they're not taking something else away mm -hmm. and you're definitely like one of the more creative players i think um as far as trying random stuff it's not always effective but at least you push the mm -hmm. buttons yeah um <laughs> uh you know how do you feel about the those tools that the game gives you right now to to do those creative things and do you think like there's you know things that we should have that would help with scoring variety and creativity in the game or do you think we have enough and that it's just more like the meta and the, the ai that's kind of hindering that i really do think we have a lot of offensive tools i, I think there you could always add a little bit more um because the more offensive creative things we can do the better but i do think there is a lot of stuff you can do you can use the left trigger to modify different deeks by like changing your body angle before you do them um and there's a lot of skill gap in that but the problem is you have a skill gap there where you, like people can get better at it but they're getting better at it for almost no reason because of the meta of the game being so easy offensively where like the more simple you play the better almost always right so what is that like your ideal state of the game where um you know it's the game encourages more of that creativity and you find like the high-end players using a lot more of the moves and loose puck geeks and stuff that that we have that you don't really find so much in high-end gameplay right now yeah of course I, th I think the more the more options you force people to use or not force but like the more options you encourage people to use and the more things that are effective the better it will be because you'll have to actually make decisions in situations whereas now there's only a couple options so your decisions are kind of like keep possession force back door take slap shot or what i've i find the decisions are but like if you're going into a situation and you have like a certain lbd that you think can beat an ai or beat a human defender and then maybe there's like a way to score short side off of that lbd because of the way the goal reacts to it it would be a lot better than kind of having to set up the same shot the same pass back door um but at the end of the day people are going to kind of figure out the most effective ways to score no matter what they are right and if there's a way to like abuse a certain lbd or abuse a certain move uh they're gonna do it so they obviously can't be too overpowered right do you think that they're uh in a good spot right now as far as the effectiveness goes or um because a lot of times people say that the you know puck or sorry de deke success rate is like pretty bad or not good enough or like it's, the, it's a, the between the legs deke maybe isn't fast enough like things like that i think between the legs is in a good spot i think a couple of the other ones could be a little better like the one where you just tap lb mm -hmm. a lot of player or not a lot of players but just a lot of the time the puck will just not come with you and it seems like it should be the easiest one to do um but like through the legs and a few of the other ones that look tougher are relatively consistent in my opinion i i would obviously prefer it to be closer to 100 percent when you get to like 99 deking but i know that's almost never going to be the case it's just there's certain deeks that just don't make sense that get left behind and it's, it's the very simple ones that seem to be uh the most frustrating to fail on yeah no it's for sure i mean i definitely can relate to that experience where sometimes you um you know just want to do like that simple lb one and you, you lose the puck and it just doesn't really even make sense why um okay and then talk a little bit more about gameplay and then we can go more into the mode stuff um how do you feel about bumps this year I actually think they're in a pretty good spot 
Um, it's it's one of the reasons I think the game human like with all humans plays relatively well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can bump someone from behind, obviously, if they're near the boards or if they're slowing down a lot. But a lot of the time, you'll bump them off the puck and they'll get it back. So you'll prevent them from making like a quick play. But you won't just like get free possession all the time, which I think is a good thing. Um, and if they're skating away from you, like at full speed, generally you can't get them. So I think one that's one of the main complaints from previous games. I actually think it's in a pretty good spot. That's good. Um, and then last question, kind of more open-ended uh, as far as gameplay goes. So you've played this game for quite a long time, um, and I guess somewhat competitively going back, like, what, like eight, nine years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times people refer back to the old games, and some some of it's looking at being looked at with nostalgia but some of it there's there's good gameplay features in those um are there anything is there anything from those old games that you genuinely think are were good gameplay features or or things about the game in general that you would want to see return or maybe like the the direction of the game at the time that you would kind of like to go back to um honestly it's it's really hard to say because i i know how heavy the nostalgia is Mm-hmm. Um, I personally don't think the old games hold up like through time. I think, especially like fourteen, which a lot of people look back to as like the premier, like the best NHL game. Right. It's so slow. Like <laughs> it is incredibly slow. And at the time, I think one we were used to it, and two, I don't think people had improved as much as they have now. So you could still see mistakes in the slow gameplay. People would still go out of position. People would make a lot of errors. Whereas now, if people had that much time to read the play, I don't think they would make those same errors. We didn't have, we didn't have like Twitch in the same way we do now. We don't have, we didn't have like YouTube at the same level as it is now where people can like watch really good players play. And I think that's Mm -hmm. helped people improve, which has led to um, kind of, even though the game is much faster, people still make way less errors than they did back then. Um, I do think, uh, like feature wise, I guess not gameplay wise, uh, like practice mode was in a better spot back then for ESHL. I think, um, ESHL, like standings and menus were a lot cleaner and stuff like that, but that's obviously a much less important thing than the gameplay. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, I haven't gone back and played the old games in a really long time, um, but I, I kind of feel like people think back on those as being faster. So it's it's funny that you, you mentioned how slow they were. The the straight line speed is so... It was, <laughs> like, you can even just go watch like a, a highlight and you'll mm-hmm. notice it. Like You don't even have to play. It's just... I, I actually couldn't believe how slow it was when I played it versus like my memory of it yeah maybe it's like the agility or something that people remember like because you know the skating engines have changed and you could turn differently back then like i think um one thing that people always talk about is like the precise movements that you could make with your skating because at the time it wasn't quite as i guess realistic as it is now yep so it's probably made it a little bit faster Mm -hmm. i think you could also skate a little bit more easily while using the right stick and Mm -hmm. i think there might have been 45 degree cuts but that was part of next gen as well right um for a bit but the speed at which you did all that stuff was still way slower than it is now right all right well, we could pivot to talking a little bit more about huts so you mentioned before uh obviously the ai gameplay is really making it not so enjoyable to get on and stream hut uh what mm-hmm. about the mode itself you know what the you know the ways that you can play it right now um how are you feeling about rivals champs rush and the the schedule there i don't think it's awful so for me i'm always going to be someone who likes to play game modes that have like a ladder or a leaderboard Mm -hmm. um pretty much every game i play has something like that and champs is what has that right there's very clearly where you stand um so i really do enjoy champs every weekend even like if i'm not streaming i would play champs every single time um rivals I think the mode is fine. I think it's good that it's in the game. I dislike it because I feel like every game, everyone's kind of just like, it, it's a chore for people. Yeah, They're just like, I want to hit this rank so I get this reward. I'm going to score my five goals. I don't really care whether I win or lose. And 
it's good practice, honestly, if you're trying to get a lot better. For me, because I don't enjoy the state of the game and I don't want to get better at the game currently, um, I don't enjoy the mode. There have been multiple weeks this year where I have forgotten to play one Rivals game to get my <laughs> rewards for it. Um, and I think at the start of the year, I played a lot because it's all we had. But right. since then, I have done almost zero games. Yeah, and the common complaint about Rivals is that it's super repetitive um, and that it doesn't really feel like you're playing for anything other than just going through the motions to get your packs. Yeah, it, it's a time sink to get rewards for most people. Um, the thing is, I don't mind it as a mode just because it is really good practice if you take it as it. Like, if, if you're genuinely trying to get better, grinding Rivals is a really good way to do it. Right. It's just... I I can't do it. So so for me it's not it's not good, but I do um, understand it's like not a bad mode. What about uh the, the fact that they haven't were I guess they didn't technically remove competitive seasons cuz it was there for like that one or that one time I think they had one season. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty much been removed as well as online seasons. Um do you have any any feelings on that? Um I mean, I would prefer to play competitive seasons during the week. I think I would enjoy it a lot. I do think people, unless the rewards were crazy, I think people will still complain. <laughs> and I do think you'd stretch people thin, like in terms of time, because like you play 20 champs games on the weekend. I'm sure people would still play rivals because they want the rewards. Some people still play squad battles and then they'd add comp seasons on top of that. Um, I, I do think it would be a good thing to bring back at, like maybe one competitive season per event. You could have it just be three days during a week. You could have it be like very short, um, almost like a hut champs, but maybe with a different format or like some sort of restrictions. Um, but I, I do get why it's not there. Yeah, one thing that um, I always read is that people want competitive seasons back, but I've always wondered where they think they're going to find the time to actually play everything um because when you have all these modes that really can be big time sinks uh i don't really I, I mean me personally i would never be able to play all my rivals champs and cs games but i guess there are there's a small <laughs> small number of people who would um but yeah I, i've always thought that that was kind of strange Do yeah you... it's oh sorry go ahead there, i think it, i think it's just people want like, people will be playing Rivals to get the reward, and they're like, wow, I wish I was playing something more fun. But I don't think they realize that they would just be playing, like, 15 more games a week. And maybe some people would love that, mm -hmm. but I feel like people would just be more apt to complain because they're playing more and they're already, like, bored of Rivals, which they're grinding just as a chore. So, Right. Do you think that there are any other game modes within hut like that nhl is missing like um i know you play fut uh and i don't not sure if you play any other sports games but like people always point to mlb's uh br mode is there any modes like that that you think that would uh, hut would benefit from i think honestly the br mode's the only one that i would be interested in mm. i think the concept of like the 12 and 0 run which is a lot harder than like 4 and 0 which is like fut draft um right is interesting because they can give a much better reward for 12 and 0. it rewards really good players and it's obviously relatively good content for streaming or in youtube yeah um so i think that mode would be really good it would also give people like something to do midweek without needing a comp season for the people like me that just don't enjoy rivals i can play one rivals game a week get the bare minimum rewards and then if i really want to play nhl during the week i can play like three br runs or something right. rather than uh force myself to sit through rivals which obviously i haven't been able to do right what is um you mentioned fought drafts what's what's that what's going on there uh you draft a team which is similar to br or kind of similar to hot rush obviously but yeah. it's always like the full 11 plus your bench it's not like any sort of special mode um and then you play four games when you lose you're out but if you win all four you get a reward the rewards aren't very good though oh, okay. um you can like slowly, like if you're winning a lot, you can slowly get like, um, I guess get a little bit more coins because you'll get like decent packs. You pay 15k to get in, you get like 100k worth of packs back. But we all know when you get 100k worth of packs, you really get like 30k. Yeah. Because 
it's an EA Sports game. Yeah. Um, but if you're winning a lot, you will like accumulate value. It just will take a long time. Right. Or you'll have to get really lucky. Um, is there anything else that uh, fought? I guess that I'm asking specifically about FIFA because I know that you put time into it. But is there anything else that that FIFA does well that you feel that NHL is missing or that um, our hut would benefit from? Um, I think FIFA does SBCs really well, which is similar to our sets. Okay. I think right now, um, unfortunately, our sets are very basic. It's like put gold player in or put whatever in. And it's always like very general. Um, whereas FIFA, you have SBCs, which require you to basically build a team rather than like just put cards into a set. Um, and the team will have to be a certain overall and have a certain amount of chemistry. Um, so I don't think we could do the same thing just because we don't have chemistry. We have synergies. But you could do something where, like, instead of just needing 20 gold players, you'd need, like, five 85 pluses and two team of the weeks and then, like, three gold players. Um, and it would give, like, untradables value that – so, like, I have a lot of untradables that are, like, 84, 85, 86 right. that it feels bad to have untradable because you could get a little value from them in coins. Um, but honestly, 86 base cards are pretty cheap right now anyway. Yeah, but it would give those 86 yeah. values on the market if there was a set that instead of needing like 50, 50 random gold players, you only need like five 86 pluses. Those 86 pluses would have more value. It would be more exciting to pull them. Packs right. would be like a little bit more interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I would like something like that where our sets were a little bit more specific where you could actually get value out of like high-end untradables that you're not a big fan of. Yeah, I think um, that's definitely a complaint that I've seen a lot is that people feel that the the, the prevalence of untradable cards right now is it's it's crazy, and that there's um, they're feeling like there there's too many that everything is untradable, and it's they don't like that. Yep. Um, how about I, I like that idea though that you can do eighty six pluses because that's not something that I've obviously experienced because I don't play um, other ultimate teams, but. Um, it makes it a little bit different, makes the sets a little bit more engaging, but also at the same time, it doesn't require a specific card, which generally like results in price locking and making like these dumb yeah. random gold cards cost a lot, which is annoying. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. I like that. So uh, is there anything else with the, like the sets and collectibles? People complain a lot about gold, just like gold collectibles, tossing like 15 gold collectibles yep. into a set and boom, you get a player. Like what, is there anything else that you would think that would make the sets a little bit more engaging while also not making them overly complicated? Cause I know in the past, like over the last couple years, probably going back to like 19 and prior, um, we used to have like the events would have like all these different collectibles the one i remember most is a thanksgiving event where we had like there was like 15 different an thanksgiving collectibles and, and you had to add like an acorn yeah. and yeah and all these mm -hmm. different things to toss into the set and it was just like needlessly complicated um but yeah, it did make like it that. feel more i guess a little bit more engaging because you needed different cards and stuff to collect um well, you know what do you think about yeah. the sets right now um i mean i i don't think we should go back to putting like an acorn and a leaf and a <laughs> witch's hat or whatever the old I, I think that was always silly because it would always happen where the event first comes out all those cards are worth like 30k by the end of the event they're all worth 2k and it's right. like why would you ever buy them at the start of the event so it's just like it forces you to be patient whereas gold collectibles they'll spike a little bit at the beginnings of events but it'll be like very minimal in comparison to like a 30k versus 2k yeah it's situation. just because people are antsy mm -hmm. yeah um but i do think if they did more specific stuff like the 85 pluses or whatever um they could release rather like keep, keep the master set system i don't think it's that bad but they could release one or two cards every event that you're able to make untradeable and i know people don't love untradeables but they could be like relatively cheap, not obviously as powerful as master sets, mm -hmm. but like somewhat fun to chase after or make and then use that in your team. You wasted like 30K for like an 88 overall. And it's like, okay, I can use this for a couple weeks. We can move on from it. But then I can use that 88 later in a new set where I need like an 88 plus and you can kind of cycle your untradables without feeling like you're stuck to anything. Because right now, no matter what untradable you make, 
you feel stuck to it unless it's a master set player obviously where right uh sunsets have come to help people out yeah and i know that um a lot of people which before the sunsets that we didn't know about a lot of people were reluctant to actually do like master set untradeable cards for the early yep. sets because they're like i don't want to be locked into this 89 or 90 for the whole year um that i'm not going to be able to upgrade and again like we did get the sunsets and upgrade sets but we didn't know that we were, those were coming yeah i mean it's the same thing with the team builders we had no idea yeah exactly so like i i made one team builder set and i was like oh the slayer murphy's okay but i kind of wish i didn't make him mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the people that made all of them got like a huge, huge reward. reward and i don't yeah like i i i like that they did something with the team builder sets i just really don't like how one late it was announced and then it just implemented right away and then two just it it seems like it's almost like an all or nothing a lot like the 90s don't seem very good or worth making at all the 94s are okay but you already have to make 16 uh yeah of the original team builders to get to the 94 and that's so many that like at that point you might as well just save for the 98s like you're already halfway um but the 98 is like, a massive investment for anybody pretty much yeah yeah like the people that made like one or two team builders that want to like be able to upgrade them they're sitting there like oh wow this is not for me yeah and actually that brings me to another relevant question um what do you think of these alumni cards like there's so many of them and they're all like pretty much really really bad um not only these yep. these team builders but just like generally there's just like a, a ton of alumni cards and like none of them can skate like are we i feel like there's a missed opportunity there but i also feel like maybe there's just not even a point to them being in the mode um because they're just so bad yeah i it's really so other sports games i feel like don't have like the one attribute that completely determines how good a card is right um in fifa speed is obviously very important but there are positions on the field that you can play with less speed so like a card can have like 75 speed and still be good um and also the way it scales is a lot differently in fifa as well like 95 doesn't feel that much different to 99 i feel like in nhl uh every speed point is huge yeah um so like if you have an 85 speed player versus a 92 speed player you're getting completely burned like most of the time i know some people complain like oh my gila flare got caught by chara yeah but like most of the time you get absolutely <laughs> cooked so i i do think uh i i do think something needs to be done with the attribute system that makes it so you can scale speed differently where like an 85 speed player isn't necessarily like molasses where right currently they kind of are um but that does make right now all these 85 speed alumni that are 90 overall 85 and lower speed really tough to justify using because they're, they're just not good enough yeah and one thing like i i generally like review the the sets and stuff when the new events come out and one thing that i always say is like maybe you could use this slower forward like on center and then have like two faster wingers but in general i feel like speed is so important even especially this year like i know that people always prioritize speed but this year it feels even extra important and so um when i was looking over these cards i'm like man i don't know that anybody's going to use any of these even though they're 90 or 94 overall yeah it, it's it, it's like a one attribute game in a lot of ways like every attribute helps but mm -hmm. you you need at this point in the year like if your base speed is an 88 your card just is going to be really hard to use and it, it sucks but it just is what it is yeah um one thing other thing that i wanted to ask about hot is the the packs so you mentioned like before that you could get 100k in packs but really you're only getting 30k um mm -hmm. pack quality is something that people definitely complain about all the time and also not only that they're not good enough but also that they're the rewards for everything that you don't get any guaranteed rewards um we've just finally gotten the first event i think ever that you can you know grind milestones or objectives for a card yep. um but other than this specific one where you can get one card we haven't had anything like that where it's everything all the rewards for everything um cs champs unless you're a top whatever player um 20, yeah, yeah top, top 20 player you get a card but other than that it's all packs what do you think about packs <laughs> On it, packs can't be better or everything gets really cheap. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's really hard to... 
like it sucks to say, but like packs are probably fine in terms of quality. I think um, having either sets where you can get some guaranteed stuff, which they do do a little bit, but it's always gold collectibles. Right. Like I said, going back to the more specific set stuff, that would be cool. That way you could like, yeah, my packs were terrible, but I can do this set and guarantee like an 88 plus. And then mm-hmm. maybe you get lucky in that. Maybe you don't, but whatever. Um, and then in terms of like guaranteed rewards, I think it would be really cool to either use Rush um, or even Champs to give people like a little bit more of a guaranteed reward, whether it be like an 85 plus pack for finishing top 500 in Champs, which could just give you like a base Matthews, but at least it's a more exciting thing to open than like a jumbo premium players pack yeah, a lot of the time. Exactly. Um, I, I think if they did more variety in terms of like what they can guarantee from packs, it would be better for people or even just like giving everyone that finishes top 500 in champs like a gold collectible or something yeah just to give um something of value to people an untradeable gold collectible even that's definitely something that i experienced was that when i was playing like and i would open my rivals packs every week and sometimes sometimes i did squad battles when you open them up and like the best thing you get is an 83 and it's just like why did i even do all this Mm -hmm. yeah i think we get enough rewards we just don't get any exciting rewards yeah i would agree with that it's frustrating um so on the note of hot rush uh, i know that at the start of the year when we heard about it you weren't so enthusiastic um what did you have how have you felt about hot rush's first run first year my uh i mean my opinion of it hasn't changed in terms of like my enjoyment i don't like it it's not it it's not fun people (laughs) play it like they're playing rivals they don't like they don't try to go for big combos. They just try to score cross creases to get the objectives done, to get the points, to get the rewards, which is fine. Like people can play however they want. Yeah. It's just not fun for me. Um, the rewards aren't particularly great and there's no competitive aspect to it. So it, it just doesn't interest me. Like I said, every game I play pretty much has a leaderboard yeah. um, that, and, and this doesn't. So I don't enjoy it. Um, so how would you feel about a competitive version of Hot Rush? Like if they took the Hot Rush playlists and put it into a CS or something? Um, I would like that. I think it would be a, a good start. Um, I think it would have to be specific playlists and it would have to be, um, they would have to do a lot of thinking of which, like what playlist they would want to use for it. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think it would be fun. Um, or like going back to the br thing they could do specific hot rush playlists in br format and just switch it every week right yeah i think um doing like a first goal wins with a br format where you 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 know 12 wins and you can only lose three you can lose three times right um uh three is when you get yeah right yeah so i think that would be incredible content at least for for twitch and youtube it would be so uh, you'd be on the edge of your seat for sure mm -hmm. I, i would love that and like it's obviously not like first goal wins is never going to be the most competitive. Just like a best of one is a lot less competitive than the best of three, but it's really fun and you don't yeah. need every game mode to be the most competitive. You just need it to be fun. somewhat competitive. Yeah. Somewhat I, competitive. Yeah. Somewhat competitive and fun. Like that, that's the big thing for me right now in hut is that I feel like rivals is kind of lacking in fun. Champs is fine. If you're, if you're enjoying competitive and it's always been the same, um, but then rush is like kind of the opposite of rivals where it's too casual and I don't know why I'm playing it. it. It's too casual, but people don't play it like it's casual. Right, uh, exactly. Like, so you're not it's getting almost that like, fun experience still. Mm-hmm. The people I match up with, jet, like there's no like skill-based matchmaking or whatever in Rush. Mm-hmm. So like you match up with random people, but it's almost like they don't know how to do anything. <laughs> so they're just cross-creasing because they it's literally all they know how to do. Yeah, so you're um, just playing rivals but in a different mode, basically. Yeah, you're playing like D5 rivals instead of D2 or whatever division you're in. Right. Alright, well that I think those are all the questions I had about HUT, so you can talk a little bit about World of Chow and then I will let you go. Um, mm-hmm. So, you like the gameplay in Sixes. Yep. Um, how about the, the mode itself? You know, the you know the ranking system like the support for competitive stuff like how have you been feeling about that uh okay so i think the ranking system was a good idea the rp system Mm -hmm. i think it there needs to be something tied to it um like if the winner of every month got entered into a tournament if getting like 
Elite One gave you something a little bit more exciting than just an Elite One bag, which has random stuff in it, <laughs> I, I think people would be more apt to grind it. Um, most of the competitive support for the mode has been from the outside, obviously. Right. We've had uh, Caps Gaming put on an event. We've had Columbus, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets put on an event. Um, I'm forgetting one. Oh, the San Jose Sharks uh, put on an event. So, like, we've had three actual NHL teams put up pretty big money um, to make the mode competitive, and it's had pretty good results. But in-game, all of the rankings and everything just don't seem to matter because <laughs> most of the better players are focusing on those events, and then they're not playing any search games. Right. Um and that's this it's the same problem that I guess we've had in past years is that nobody cares about the leaderboard because there's nothing to play for. So they've essentially just yeah. made like a fancier one, but it's still exactly functionally the same. Yeah, and it's also like relatively hidden still. It's mm -hmm. just not it should be in your face the <laughs> moment you enter the game mode, right? Yeah, I mean I guess you can rant about the menus if you'd like to for a minute here. No, I <laughs> I, I can I can give a quick rant. I just think there should be more information surfaced to you when you go into the world of chill mode. It, you get a lot of options to click on, but you don't actually get any information. A lot of your screen is taken up by different menus you can go to, but none of it is. You just see like your record as a team. You don't see your right. team's rank. You don't see any of the things that like you should be striving to improve. Because like obviously you're striving to improve your record, but like if you're like like you see people go into Twitch chats that are like kind of new, yeah. and they'll be like oh my team's like 20 and 6 is that good and it's like well you can go look, like there's a leaderboard like go find like go yeah look. You, it's just yeah it's frustrating that there's not more uh information surface to you without having to search yeah i mean we don't need to get into the fact that uh every time you click on something it takes you to a loading screen but you know mm -hmm. that is yeah. also a big complaint of course mm -hmm. um what about uh the build system right now how, how do you think of, what do you think of the builds um obviously everybody well i shouldn't say everybody but the common complaint is that people want their custom builds back um what are your thoughts i mean person like builds aren't that important to me so like i feel bad saying like oh, i think it's fine because i know other people are like no you're an idiot <laughs> but like I, the best players have always been the best players build or like being able to customize their build or not so like right now you have options which like it's obviously nice to have options but they're limited and they're to a point where i think it's easier to explain to someone like why you're using a build um you can be like oh yeah i have puck moving d because you get a little bit more speed and then i put these traits on to make up for weaknesses or like accentuate strengths and then that's it rather than like having to go through like the 17 different um attributes and setting them exactly where they need to be um I, yeah you could add more customization but i think at the end of the day the builds are in a point now where people do use different stuff there are some there are some builds that are more common obviously yeah um but there i there's people at the highest end that use 2AD, puck moving D. People on wing will use puck moving D, sniper, dangler, uh, 2A forward, grinder. Like I've seen all of that at the highest end of the game. Yeah. Um, centers will generally use 2A forward, playmaker, um, grinder, which I think is fine. You shouldn't, ha like, I think it should be rare that a center at like the yeah, highest end. Yeah, it makes sense positionally. Uses... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it should be rare that they use like sniper or dangler. And then I don't know anything about goalies, so I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe there's goalies that think builds are, like, solved or, like, there's no variety. But I think right now variety of builds is good, which means the system is good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the, the change that they made to the, the second version of the traits where it affects different attributes was actually really positive um, and, and really good yeah. for build variety. Mm -hmm. it, it changed a lot because instead of having essentially half the traits be useless because they're just less. It, right good versions of the other ones it, it gives you twice as many options for each trait which like if you do the math out it gives you like infinitely more options yeah a lot more combinations mm -hmm. um and then so back to i guess leaderboards like what about like incentives to play currently and like new like different ways that they could change world of child a little bit to make it better or more engaging i know like one thing we've previously talked about was sort of like an ltm's idea where like maybe for one weekend they boosted like attributes or something like that um i do you want to talk a little bit about that idea that you had um yeah i mean 
that's an idea that I've brought up a few times. Like, hmm. like you said, like a limited time mode where everyone's attributes are like plus 10 all or like they add a new trait and that new trait is like crazy. They have been adding new traits each season now, but yeah. like obviously it's not an insane trait. Like there's only been one that I think people have actually been using. Right. Um, but I, I do think limited time modes would get people more engaged. And then the only other thing they can really do is have an incentive for the leaderboard. Um, all we have right now is I think the top team each month like gets their logo not like their actual logo but just a, like whatever logo they use in game yeah um gets like put on loading screens sometimes <laughs> which is good they're surfacing some information yeah but like that's not an incentive to play that's just like it's it just like a, a little it, thing it, mm -hmm. yeah. it gives you awareness that there's something going on i, I don't know the the leaderboards i think need an incentive um and then Limited time modes would be an awesome addition to that. Do you think those incentives just simply come from, like, basically EA esports support, and that's it? Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, one of the nice things about World of Chell right now is a lot of the esports is coming from the outside, which is good. But the problem is there's no, le like, it would be nice if there was just one event that EA put on that you could like have in the back of your mind because right now um the last event that we've had scheduled is about to end mm -hmm. um for sixes and then we don't know what's coming next but if there was like an event that you knew like in june every month's winner is going to play out a bracket um you would have that to like know that's coming and then if other stuff gets announced great but now we're kind of in a position where it's like we don't know if there's anything else coming so we like everyone's kind of uh like people are still like practicing and stuff mm -hmm. but no one knows what they're practicing for right so pretty much going back to like the old old end of the year tourney thing that they did those couple years yeah um mm -hmm. where you they're, could kind they're of, ahead of their time yeah i guess so where you could kind of um you know kind of always have that in the back of your mind like throughout the year so that you're always playing search games and getting that out of the way um and using search games for practice rather than always trying to set up challenge games against other teams yeah, it, it would make everything a lot easier because since no one plays search games, everyone has to set up challenge games because everyone sets up challenge games, no one plays search games. Yeah. And it makes search games a lot less competitive because for the most part, if you're searching, you're matching up with people that are nowhere near your skill level if like, you're like a top 10 team. Yeah, the LG, CHL, um, whatever. Victoriaville Tigers. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, and, and then you match up with that team and then you troll the entire game and then you like... You basically get no practice out of it whatsoever, and in fact, you probably get worse. So right. it's this it's it's a currently a waste of time. But if you incentivize teams to search, um, the rankings would make more sense. And then if you match people near their ranks, they should get better team. Like all of it would come down to making the mode, like giving people incentive to play the mode competitively, which would lead the game mode to be more competitive just from people actually using the search feature. Right. Um, and then the other thing that I think would make a huge impact is if they just, I know this would be bad um, potentially for certain people that don't like playing um, with strangers, but just removing the option to play with AI at all, um, mm -hmm. except for the goalie. Um, so like, a, like a search fill kind of thing? Either a search fill or like if you don't have your full team, you play drop-in. Like you have, so right, right now, you have threes and you have sixes, right? So you can have you can play three v three with uh, an AI goalie. Yeah. You can play four v four, or you can play five v five with AI goalie or six v six. There shouldn't be an option to play like two v two or like four v four in sixes or whatever, because at the end of the day, the game's gonna play a lot better with humans. And if you force people into those modes, I I would think they would enjoy them. And two, it would like bring it's basically like if you're searching 2v2 it's basically a new mode so you have all these different modes that people are playing and if you put everyone in the same two modes at least like the amount of people playing would seem higher i guess right i think in general also just encouraging more people to fill their team out is a good thing yeah of course hmm. um what about the old like uh I'm reading this from Twitch chat, but what about the old community tab, like the the lobbies and stuff? Do you think that that has anything? 
that that was good or better than like the current drop-in feature for like finding other people to play and stuff or um i mean i i miss the lobbies but i don't know if bringing them back would actually do anything because hmm. the drop-in system now is relatively fine obviously you want to find full games but uh I don't know. It, it, like, if you brought the lobby system back, I think it would be good in a way. Um, hmm. But I don't know how you would encourage people to actually use it. Okay. Is the thing because because you can just click drop in and get relatively the same experience. Yeah. Um. One and this is a little unrelated, but um, the other thing that you always hear about from people talking about World of Shell is uh, like the. People want the the two K system, the the not not necessarily the build system and the fact that you're linked to your Be a Pro or whatever, but just like the the open worlds kind of environment and things. Do you mm -hmm. value that at all? Do you think that that would be good? Do you not care even the slightest bit about the fact that we're just um, in menus? I mean, I don't really care about the open world stuff. Yeah. Uh, I I like it would be cool because I feel like it would make it would bring more people in. I think because mm -hmm. other people might be interested in it. Um, my main thing is just that when you go into the mode, there's information surface to you that could make you want to play the mode, I mm -hmm. guess. Like, if you see that you're rank 2000 and you want to improve that, that's good. Um, so if, if there was an open world feature and, like, there was, like, a leaderboard part of, like, you walk around, you see a leaderboard, like, where you are and, like, where the top teams are, that would make it worth it to me. And I think that would be huge. But um, you could do that in the menus, too. So for me, it's not a huge deal. Okay. Okay. Um, last thing before, and I will open yep. up questions for Twitch chat if anybody has any. Um, but last thing, uh, big complaints that I get about World of Shell is the hockey bags system. The fact that mm -hmm. they exist, the fact that they take forever <laughs> to open, um, and the fact that when you open them, you get a bunch of rare goalie equipment. Uh <laughs> How do you feel about hockey bags? Do you have any ideas for how they could improve the system? Um, do you have any ideas for how they could make cosmetics more interesting, etc.? Um, I mean, an open all button would be cool because <laughs> I'm sure I have like 20 of them sitting there and I don't even play search games. Yep. Um, I, I think the hockey bag system is a good idea in theory. I think if there was more specific stuff that you had to unlock from accomplishments rather than just randomly, it would be good, like I said, if hitting Elite 1 gave you, like, different stuff every month, um, rather than, like, save, and then, rather than, like, putting a bunch of, like, this legendary equipment and bags that everyone ends up getting yeah. eventually, or worse, you can only get it randomly and you don't end up getting it eventually, and it's, like, the one thing you want. Yeah. Um, I think that would be something they could do. I would also like the ability to, like, I don't know how far away this would be conceptually for ea or like how long it would take to make the ability to like trade in stuff you don't want mm -hmm. um for like some sort of currency yeah to buy the thing you do want um yeah i think the storefront cool. system is definitely like what they're missing as far like when you compare it to any other game really that has cosmetics i mean it's like the common mm -hmm. thing right now is that you have what some sort of like rotating storefront system where you have a currency you earn currency based on playing um obviously trade-ins would be good but i feel like every game has that now so yeah i think that would improve it a lot and and like again cosmetics aren't like a huge thing for me but yeah. I, I do think if you add like cool sticks cool helmets cool whatever um people will be interested because ev everyone likes to I, I, a lot of the people that i talk to are interested in this stuff even stuff like <laughs> hair which they wear helmets, so you don't actually see it. Yeah. They care a lot about it. And, and I don't understand it, but I know they exist. So. Yeah. No, I mean, it's you know it exists simply because of how popular they are in even on sports games. Like, you know, there's free-to-play games that have made so much money just off of selling cosmetics, so obviously people do care a lot about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I say I don't care about cosmetics, but when I play FPS games, I do. Yeah. Um, so so I, I get it. <laughs> I guess I do get it. I just don't get it for sports games. And maybe I just don't get it for games where I am super competitive in them. Right. Whereas, like, FPS, I play more casually, so I like to pretty skin, look cool. Yeah. Nice, nice weapon mm -hmm. 
knife skin yeah. or whatever in CS. I don't know. I don't play CS, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's all I had for for you today. Um, thank you so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. I got we you know had a lot of good conversation here. Um, you had a lot of ideas that were really interesting, and uh, definitely more in depth on like the AI and the gameplay that I was expecting to get into, which is really interesting. Yeah, I enjoyed the conversation as well. Uh, this any was fun. any final thoughts? Anything that you we didn't get to that you would like to you know chime in? Um. I don't think there's anything game related. Just uh, the one thing I would like to say to people is it's kind of echoing on the clip you posted on Twitter a couple days ago. Uh -huh. um, you don't have to worry about improving a ton at the game. You don't have to put a ton of time into the game if you're not having fun. I think a lot of people get caught up in the chase of rewards and then because they're chasing rewards, they're playing so many games that they get frustrated that they're not very good. Make sure the things you're doing you're having fun with because it, it's very tiring um, reading the complaints <laughs> of the game that I know are just coming from people that have played their like 28th Rivals game of the last two days because you know they're not putting their full effort into focusing on the game and then at the end of the game, they're complaining about like the one bounce that cost them. But yeah, basically, take, like, if you're not having fun with the game, either, like, fully check out and just <laughs> grind for your rewards and don't worry about losing or whatever, or on the opposite end of the spectrum, just don't play. If you're not having fun, just don't play. It, it's a much, it's just much easier on you. Yeah. No, I, I definitely feel that. I have spent a lot of time playing NHL the last however many years, and now I'm finally taking a step back because sometimes it just gets a little bit too toxic for my own brain. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I, like I, I get it. I, I complain. I complain about the game when I'm playing, and like it, it's there's times where you're not having fun, but if you're forcing yourself through it just for rewards to continue playing the game that you're not having fun at, like just try to break the cycle. Try to like enjoy the time you're on the game a little bit more and then you'll probably improve just from like looking at the game in a new light mm -hmm. all right that was a good piece of advice that was great um Nuge, thank you so much thank you so much for being here i appreciate it this was a great first episode this is a good way to kick off the podcast um for those you know who tuned in or, or who are listening uh not live thank you so much for, for tuning in i appreciate it we will be back again with somebody new i don't know who it is yet next week wednesday at noon um but thank you guys so much